Welcome to The Savvy Sauce, where we have practical chats for intentional living. I'm your host, Laura Duggar, and I'm so glad you're here. Equip for Health is a health and wellness company that works with anyone who wants to achieve great health through simple, sustainable daily changes. They are passionate about improving health from the inside out and having a health journey that is both result-driven and enjoyable at the same time. Check them out today at equipforhealth.com and make sure you use the code SAVVY at checkout to save 10% on their online course. Lauren Walker is my guest today, and she is one of the six sisters who started the blog Six Sisters Stuff almost 10 years ago. She's going to share how this cost-effective way to stay in touch with her family turned into a thriving business that now employs all of the sisters. You will also hear about a specific recipe you should try this week because it's so easy. Lauren and I grew up in different states with differing backgrounds in faith, and I learned so much from her down-to-earth approach and kindness during our time together. Here's our chat. Welcome to the Savvy Sauce, Lauren. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'd love to just start off by learning a little bit more about you. Okay. I am number five of all of the six sisters, which is a blog that I have with all my sisters and my mom. I have been married to my sweetheart for two years, and we live out in Sacramento, California. We have one baby boy. He's 10 months old. And I am just living out here, just working. My husband's job brought us out here. So we're living away from our family, but we're loving it. Right now, I'm just working. I work on the blog with my sisters, and I'm just trying to juggle being a new mom. And yeah. And just to gain a bit more context, what was it like growing up as one of six sisters? (laughs) Probably just as you're imagining it. It was a lot of fun. There's 12 years between the oldest and the youngest sister. So we're all pretty close in age, at least now it feels like that. Growing up, it was a little bit different having sisters that were way older and seemed so old being like a senior in high school when I was like eight years old and my younger sister was only six. But now that we're kind of all in the same stage of life, it's a lot nicer. We feel a lot closer. But growing up, it was just as you think it would be in a house of girls. We fought over the regular clothes and bathroom time and all of those things. But we all pretty much got along for the most part. It was a lot of fun. Our dad didn't have any sons. And so he put us all in sports and tried to push us to be athletic and to be a little bit competitive. So it was just a fun childhood. Our parents were just amazing and they did their best to keep us um, as a close family, which I think helped us a lot more than they would realize when we ended up all working together. But now that we're all married and have kids, it's so fun to relate to each other and have people to reach out to for mom advice, making sure we're doing the right thing. Or I think I call my sisters like six times a day of like, is it normal that my baby's only eating bananas or (laughs) things like that. So it's kind of fun to have just these built-in best friends and these best girlfriends to always talk to. I love hearing that and how close you are as adults. That's incredible. So looking back, how do you think your parents were intentional, both in their marriage, because they were raising six kids, 
and then also in their parenting. Yeah, as far as their marriage, they were always so, so good at doing date night. And I never realized how difficult that was probably for them getting everything arranged for six girls to be babysat or to be left home alone. But every Friday, they were going out on their date and would leave us with a treat and a babysitter. Or once my oldest sister was old enough, they would leave us home with her. But they were always so good at just making sure they had that alone time. And then as far as our family and the parenting, they were just always so good at talking to us. There was always an open communication. We could talk to them about anything. Every day we'd come home from school and our mom would just be in the kitchen waiting for us. And there were six seats around my parents' kitchen counter. And so we'd all just kind of sit on the counter and our mom would start on dinner or we would eat cookies and just talk to her. And we just were able to get to know each other and get to know our mom and be really open about things that were going on. And I think that's where we just where we grew the closest was just those conversations around the counter, which is so funny. Our parents just barely moved out of the house we grew up in. And we, we went to their new house a couple of months ago and we were like, where are we supposed to sit? Where are we supposed to go? There's no counter. And so it was funny because even, even as adults, we would always go back and just sit around the counter and talk to our mom and just kind of let our husbands and kids go do their own thing. And that's kind of where we'd always end up. Grew up in the kitchen, grew up watching our mom our mom cook. And that's how we became so close. And I think I'm not sure if it was really intentional, but that's, I mean, they did a great job getting us to talk and open up. Now as a parent, I'm just like, how did they do that? (laughs) Especially the date night. I'm like, how did you get out every weekend? But they did a great job. They're the best. That is so fascinating to hear how that sweet time around the table was so impactful for each of you, and now it's turned into a business that employs each of you. I just think God is always up to something around the table. It reminds me of this book I read in grad school. It was written by Mary Pfeiffer. I think it was called Letters to a Young Therapist. She talks about the three things that most likely you will remember from your childhood. Your memories often are centered around playing outside, family vacations, and dinner around the table. So thanks for sharing that that was such a value of yours. It's neat to see what it turned into. And now we can jump to a later part of your story. Where did the idea for a blog originate? Yes, for sure. So it was 2011. Um, So back before the times of unlimited text messages and unlimited minutes and all of the luxuries that we live with today, for the first time, all of us were kind of moving apart from each other. So sisters were getting married and having kids and following their husbands to medical school or jobs and things like that. And others were going off to college. And um, my little sister and I were still at home. We were a senior and a sophomore in high school. And so we were just all of a sudden within like a year completely separated, which was so crazy and hard for us. And so at the beginning, we tried keeping in contact with texting and things, but you can imagine those bills piling (laughs) very, very quickly. And so one of my sisters had the idea to start a blog. She had seen some floating around the internet and we knew that you could, anyone could write on it if you were a part of it. And so we decided to start one so that we could keep in touch with each other. And that's where we started sharing 
how much we missed each other and how much we wish we could all be back in Utah and just kind of like the mushy, gushy stuff. And then eventually my older sisters who were starting to have kids started putting on my mom's brownie recipe or my mom's best slow cooker chicken recipe. And they would share those recipes with each other because my mom either had them written down or they were just in my mom's mind because <laughs> she was amazing and always just knew what she was doing in the kitchen and so eventually we started seeing people coming. We had this little thing on the side of our blog that would show us where people were viewing our website from. And so we saw people coming from New Jersey and New York. And I think we saw one like all the way over in Australia or something. And we're just this family, this little family from Utah. So of course we're like, oh my gosh, someone in New York, this is crazy. Like we do definitely don't have any family there. We definitely don't have any cousins. And we realized people were searching or Googling mom's slow cooker chicken or super chocolate brownies and things like that. And our blog was showing up because at that time there were not a lot of other food blogs out there or a lot of people sharing recipes online like that. And so we started posting more recipes. We eventually took off all of the love notes you might say to each other about how hard it is being a new mom and how much we missed each other. And we took those off and we went to our dad, who was this really computer savvy guy. And we just said, is it possible to make money from something like this? And so he researched it and did some stuff for us and ended up putting some ads up there so that we could make money off of people coming. And I think we made in the first month, like 25 cents. And our big dream, our big goal was one day we're going to take our whole family on a cruise and it was going to be this big miracle thing but we just had no idea back then how much our lives were were really about to change and it just kind of snowballed from there we we jumped on board when Pinterest started and we were one of the first users of Pinterest and grew up our Pinterest board pretty big and grew our Facebook and just kept working but it's been a lot of fun it's it's definitely not anything any of us expected to happen but it's something that we work really hard at and we we love it and we love working together. It's so fun to get to talk, to have an excuse to talk every single day. That's incredible. I think stories are so powerful. And I'd love to know as we fast forward, two questions. First, did you all get to go on your cruise? And second, what is everyone up to now? We were speaking at an event a couple of months ago and telling kind of our origin story and things like this. And one of my sister's said the goal we had of taking someone on a cruise and we were all standing up there and we looked at each other and we were like you guys we forgot to go on a cruise like we totally spaced it we just never went so next year hopefully is the goal <laughs> but now it's it's so crazy to think of where we started to now we employ all of us all six of us and we've hired on our mom she actually works on the blog just as much as the rest of us do she just doesn't take any credit bless her heart she's just the best so she posts just as much as we do and we have one sister's husband that's working with us we have a manager and then a few employees just helping us with like our social media and kind of those uh, mundane tasks that are a lot harder for us to manage so for the most part it's just us and we create all of the recipes we film all of the videos we kind of just do it all. We still are putting up two to three new recipes each week. We do videos every week. We're posting multiple times a day to all of our social media outlets. 
And we've also started a subscription service. So we write up menu plans, um, healthy menu plans, gluten-free menu plans, and we send those out to uh, all of our subscribers. And it's just a lot of fun. We meet once a week over Skype, which is just the best. It's every every Wednesday night. We have like a two-hour Skype call, and about 30 minutes of it is work, and the rest of it is showing the kids real fast in the camera and talking, and it's just a lot of fun. And now a brief message from our sponsor. Molly Flutterer and Ryan Parnum are two average everyday people who are passionate about healthy living. They also love helping other busy people achieve great health without any fancy diets, supplements, or other short-term gimmicks. Their signature program, Sustain, is an online-based five-week program that will teach you the foundation of a lasting, sustainable, healthy lifestyle and it includes a self-paced component, live coaching, membership to a private online community, and live educational coaching with Q&A sessions. Previous participants have not only experienced weight loss, but also improved gut health, improved mental clarity, experienced less migraines, less aches and pains, improved energy, and most importantly, many feel they have the confidence, tools, and knowledge to stay healthy for life. Molly and Ryan will work with you on mindset, nutrition, sleep, movement, intermittent fasting, and much, much more with their positive, energetic, and uplifting coaching. Join Sustain and be part of a positive, healthy, growing community of like-minded, average people looking to improve their health and live life to the fullest. Check out Sustain at www.equipforhealth.com. You can use the code SAVVY at checkout to save 10% on their online course. Lauren, you're talking about where you guys have been and where you're at now, and all of you have families. So for you personally, what does that look like with your balance between work and being a mom? How does that actually play out week to week? Oh my goodness. I wish I could tell you that it was like so easy and I was really good at keeping a schedule, but it is so, so difficult. And I'm sure you understand this. There's definitely a lot of mom guilt that goes into it. But I think the easiest thing that I've tried is to have set hours that I am working so that I can focus the rest of my time on a family. And obviously with a baby, that's, those set hours are changing like day to day because who knows when he's actually going to take a nap. But for the most part, I plan out my weeks based on all of the things that I need to get done and then try and block out a certain amount of time, even if it's just a few hours during a nap or at night when my husband's home and can put the baby down, that I'm just focused on work. I think one of the hardest things to balance being a mom and someone who's working from home or trying to get a business going is knowing when to shut off work and to turn on mom mode or whatever you want to call it because oftentimes I'll be sitting in front of the TV and feel like if I'm just sitting here I should be working or if I'm just doing folding the laundry then I should at least be listening to a podcast about how I can build my business or something like that and so I think knowing when to turn that off and making sure that you still have that time that you are sitting on the ground and playing with your kids or being a wife and making sure you're you're totally present when you're in those mom and wife moments 
will make all the difference because if you're just constantly working on your project, then I think it's really hard to separate those. And so it's been it's been a dizzy trying to figure out and it's still hard and I still have to remind myself, okay, it's okay that I can that I need to work for this amount of time. It's totally fine. He, the baby's okay for like twenty minutes and it's crib while I do this or, you know, when he's sleeping, but it's hard and and everyone's different and every sister, if you were to interview or talk to any of my other sisters, their answers would be totally different. And it's just you just gotta find what works for you. But I think separating the work and the mom life is the most important and making sure if those do cross over that even neither one of them is is taking a hit. Thank you for sharing that. I think you make a great point there too, that for every sister and then even everyone listening, it may look different, but some of our listeners may have their own side hustle going on and maybe they're a parent as well. So are you willing to share how you actually generate income from your blog? Yes, of course. There are a lot of different ways to generate income from a blog. Our main ways of generating income on Six Sisters stuff are ads on our website, which you'll see through most blogs while you're just scrolling through. Um, we also have ads on our YouTube channel. We sell and write cookbooks. We are finishing up our 10th cookbook this spring, which is so crazy. So that'll be launching next fall. We also have a couple of different eBooks that we sell on our website. We have the subscription program. And then we also do paid partnerships with different companies that we enjoy working with. So grocery stores or certain brands of food, since that's kind of our niche. And did you sisters have to go out and pursue that? Or did you have some of these advertisers approach you? Kind of both. We've had advertisers approach us. We have a lot of people approach us that are brands that we are personally not passionate about. We try and only share things that we would really actually use or things that we're already using in recipes and things that we're already feeding our families. We get a lot of people reaching out. We are Christians and we don't drink alcohol or do those types of things. And so when those brands reach out to us, obviously those are really easy to turn down. Um, but it's harder when a hair care company wants to talk to us and we're like, oh, we love hair products and things, but we are a food blog. <laughs> and so I think it's both, but there have been some that we've reached out to ourselves, some that we are all passionate about and we wanted to work with them. And so we, we reached out to them and got even writing free content for them. We just want them to know like, we love your product. We're going to look at these blog posts we wrote about your ingredients in this recipe and kind of helped us get a, a few paid things that we've been interested in. That's helpful to hear one process. And also, how do you market Six Sisters stuff? Our biggest marketing comes from all of our social media outlets. There are a lot of things that we found work for us and things that we haven't worked, but something that we know will always work for us is advertising on our own social media because the people that follow us there are interested in what we're sharing on our blog. And so we've we share all the content that we put on our blog onto our Pinterest channel, our YouTube channel, our Instagram account, our Facebook account. And honestly, I would say that's where 99% of our marketing comes from. It's just from social media. Who would you say is your typical reader? 
Our readers are actually, probably not surprising, 95% women. And they're all in the age group of 25 to 45. So honestly, we're just writing to ourselves. <laughs> it's just us. Our audience is us, which is exactly what we want. Because I think when we're authentic, then our audience feels comfortable being their authentic selves too. So when we share that we're burned dinner tonight, another mom somewhere <laughs> who can relate to us realizes that we are real people and so they are more inclined to follow along and to to get more recipes and things from us. Well, and I'm sure that you've gotten so many responses from your readers over the years, but what is the best feedback that you've received from your audience? It just honestly means so much to us when we get messages from people thanking us for inspiring them to, to sit down with their families or uh, maybe it's a new mom who just came across some of our freezer meals and they're saving her postpartum, things like that. It just, it's so comforting to know that all of the hard work that we're really putting in and, and the sacrifices that we're making are helping someone else. It just makes it worth, worth all of the sleepless nights. Yeah, it's awesome. And then even for you, you said that 10 months ago, you became a first time mom, but your sisters had had kids. And so what was it like to go back to your own blog after becoming a mom yourself? I was surprised at the kind of recipes I was looking up. Before I had a baby, I was probably a much better wife and was making like homemade enchiladas and delicious soups and things like that. And now I'm like, okay, slow cooker, dump and go recipe or like something really easy, like a 15 minute chicken recipe or something that I can do a lot faster. So it's interesting to kind of go from being not into our in our demographic to being in our demographic and seeing, oh my gosh, these really are perfect for a new mom or these really are perfect for someone who's trying to get dinner out really quick or someone who's not that good at cooking sometimes. You know, it's just comforting to know that the things I'm putting out there really are a value because I'm using them and I'm they're helping me. So, Well, I'm also passionate about freezer meals. And I think since becoming a mom, that has become such a priority because it saves time and money and just allows that hour of cooking dinner when it can be kind of crazy with all the kids. It actually makes it much more enjoyable when I've prepared ahead of time. Any tips for me or for any other listeners for best recommendations with freezer meals? Oh my goodness. I think the thing that's been the easiest for me is, and we eat a lot of chicken just because it's, it seems to be the easiest, but I will just go to Costco and buy one of those big bags of chicken breasts. I think it comes with like 30 chicken breasts in there. And that is awesome. And then you just need a couple of other ingredients. And we actually have a ton on our website that I can send you links to using that big bag of chicken for all of your meals. We'll stretch it so much because freezer meals, as easy and as nice as they are, they can add up pretty fast because it's buying a lot of food at one time. And so that's been a way that we've been able to kind of budget our freezer meals is to get one kind of meat in bulk and make a bunch of those. And then, or if you want to do ground beef once, browning a ton of ground beef to put into your freezer meals at first so that you're not in the kitchen forever. We have a few different resources on our on our blog, but the goal for us is to make eight freezer meals in one hour. And we totally believe it's possible. And <laughs> you can stack them up in your freezer, 
and be done with dinner for a couple of weeks. And I love this idea and this topic. So let's just do a segment of favorites or most popular ideas. So overall, what would you say have been a few of your most popular menu items? The most popular recipe on our website for the past probably four or five years has been our slow cooker Ritz chicken. And I can attest that it is honestly one of the most delicious chicken recipes. My husband begs for it every Sunday. And it's as easy as sour cream and a can of cream of chicken soup mixed together. Pour it over some chicken and then you top it with Ritz crackers. And it's so good. But it's it's been the most popular for years. Always our number one viewed recipe. That sounds delicious. And did you say, is it okay if we do post this in our show notes and our resources tab? Yes, of course. And any others that you would recommend if somebody hasn't been to your vlog before and they want to go today and check it out? Any other recipes that you would direct them toward? Over the last year or two, we've really built up our collection of Instant Pot recipes we all got instant pots last year and we're all a little bit skeptical, but we had one sister who was really passionate about them and she showed us how amazing they really could be. So we have turned a lot of our slow cooker recipes, which were already great to start with, into instant pot recipes. So if you are just starting out with an instant pot or if you're passionate about a slow cooker, I would head to the website because we have some really, really good ones. Chicken, ground beef, soups. We have everything you can think of. And we even have a little key on our website to help you convert your own slow cooker recipes into instant pot recipes in case we don't have it on there already. If you're like me, you can't get enough podcasts. I have some great news for you. Did you know that we have bonus episodes only available to paying patrons? For as little as $5 per month, you can access some of our most exclusive content. Each $5 patron will gain access to all previous podcasts and a secret bonus episode every month. So if you sign up today, you can hear additional conversations with world-known speakers such as parenting experts Dr. Rob Reno and Karen Stubbs or medical experts like Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith and Tracy Legrand, along with many more wonderful guests. We invite you to sign up today by visiting thesavvysauce.com and clicking the Patreon tab. Thanks for your consideration. How do you and your sisters apply this love of cooking for others to your lives, especially as you're all in different seasons with your own families? I think just the habit that our mom and dad instilled MS about the importance of eating together as a family. I think we do that with our own families. And because we're so passionate about doing that with our own families, it makes it so much easier to keep working and to keep encouraging other families to do that too, because we know how important it is, especially in today's world. It's just so important to have a safe place for our kids to, to gather together and to be together. And so seeing how much it's impacted our own lives seeing how cooking really anyone can do it like that's the thing is a lot of people maybe think we're these professional cookers or or we're really good at just throwing ingredients together but we're not <laughs> none of us have had any type of professional training we I mean a few of us graduated from college but it was in like 
family and consumer science or an elementary education. I mean, we're not professional cooks by any means. And so kind of our whole thing that we want to pound into people's minds is if we can do it, you can have, you have no problem doing it. Cause I mean, it's so, it's so easy to do it. You just have to sit down and plan it out and do it. And so I think being in that stage of realizing how busy these moms really are and seeing how much really is going on. If we can do it, you can do it. (laughs) I love that encouragement. So we've talked about some of your most popular recipes. What's been overall your most popular blog post? Surprisingly, the most popular blog post almost ever on our website, which is crazy because if you look at our website right now, it's just recipes. But back in like 2013, we did a blog post of 30 stay-at-home date ideas. And for some reason, that is the blog post that people always come back to. And we have not revamped it. We haven't gone and updated it, but it's still one of our biggest sources of traffic. People just find it and they come or they're looking for date ideas at home. And that's definitely been the most popular aside from any of our recipes that we put on there. Oh, that's hilarious because I remember reading that. I bet you're right. It probably was 2013. It was years ago. Yes. Any interest in going down that route or have you all decided food is where it's at? We're all passionate about this. This is our jam. We have pretty much just been focusing on food. We've gone back and redone a lot of our old posts, all of our mom's recipes that were the first ones on there. We've gone and and made those posts a little bit more appealing to look at, but we haven't even talked about going back and fixing those, which maybe we should. Something I'll have to take back to the group and see what they think. There you go. Not to put something else on your plate. It It's doing great what you've got going on. Well, Lauren, You are so approachable, and I've really enjoyed this chat so far. But if listeners want to check out your blog or learn more about you, where can they find you online? Oh, thank you. It's been so fun to be here with you. Um, You can find us on any social media outlet at Six Sisters Stuff or just at SixSistersStuff.com. If you're interested in those meal plans that I was talking about, I forgot to tell you I created a promo code for anyone listening to this podcast. So if you want to try them out, you can go to sixsistersmenuplan.com and then use the code SISTERS20. You can get 20% off of any of our menu plans. And we have plans for if you have a big family or a small family, if you're gluten-free, if you're trying to eat healthy, we kind of have everything for everyone. And we'll send you a shopping list each week and your meals all planned out. So It's a great deal (laughs) and totally worth it. I use it every single week, so I can attest that it is a great thing. We will absolutely link to that in our show notes and in our resources tab of our website. And you said the code is SISTERS20. Is that right? Yes. Perfect. Okay, well, Lauren, I just have one final question for you today. We are called the Savvy Sauce because savvy is synonymous with practical knowledge. And so as my final question for you, what is your savvy sauce? I think my savvy sauce or my (laughs) kind of my tip to anyone listening, especially if you're someone who's starting to try something up or someone, even just a mom, 
don't compare where you are now to where someone is ahead of you because it's totally different whether you're viewing them on social media or whether you're seeing a, a blogger or an influencer getting all these great brand deals or making a lot of money. Don't compare their success to where you are right now because there's a lot more that goes into it than, than it looks like. And you just keep doing you and you're going to do great. So I think that is my, I think that's my savvy sauce. Just focus on yourself, focus on your family and focus on your passions and whatever you set your mind to, you can do it and you can be successful. If someone, if you're passionate about it, someone else is passionate about it too. Lauren, you are so genuinely kind, and it has been so easy just to chat with you today. And clearly, God has blessed your business, and I'm so grateful for the work that you and your sisters and your mom and your team do. So thank you for sharing your journey with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. One more thing before you go. Have you heard the term gospel before? It simply means good news, and I want to share the best news with you. But it starts with the bad news. Every single one of us were born sinners, and God is perfect and holy, so He cannot be in the presence of sin. Therefore, we're separated from Him. This means there's absolutely no chance we can make it to heaven on our own. So for you and for me, it means we deserve death, and we can never pay back the sacrifice we owe to be saved. We need a Savior. But God loved us so much, He made a way for His only Son to willingly die in our place as the perfect substitute. This gives us hope of life forever in right relationship with Him. That is good news. Jesus lived the perfect life we could never live and died in our place for our sin. This was God's plan to make a way to reconcile with us so that God can look at us and see Jesus. We can be covered and justified through the work Jesus finished, if we choose to receive what he has done for us. Romans 10:9 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So would you pray with me now? Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to take our place. I pray someone today, right now, is touched and chooses to turn their life over to you. Will you clearly guide them and help them take their next step in faith to declare you as Lord of their life? We trust you to work and change the lives now for eternity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are declaring, Him for me, so me for Him. You get the opportunity to live your life for Him. At this podcast, we are called Savvy for a reason. We want to give you practical tools to implement the knowledge you have learned. So you're ready to get started? First, tell someone. Say it out loud. Get a Bible. The first day I made this decision, my parents took me to Barnes & Noble to get the Quest NIV Bible, and I love it. Start by reading the book of John. Get connected locally, which basically means just tell someone who is part of the church in your community that you made a decision to follow Christ. I'm assuming they will be thrilled to talk with you about further steps, such as going to church and getting connected to other believers to encourage you. We want to celebrate with you too, so feel free to leave a comment for us if you made a decision for Christ. We also have show notes included where you can read scripture that describes this process. Finally, be encouraged. 
Luke 15:10 says, In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The heavens are praising with you for your decision today. If you've already received this good news, I pray that you have someone else to share it with today. You are loved, and I look forward to meeting you here next time.